We'll begin this morning. Sounds like it's not loud enough. No, it is on. So let's try it. Oh, that's way better. Okay. So this morning we're going to begin our day by, again, taking the refuges and precepts. It's, we are also now would like to formally offer the eight precepts. So before we take the precepts so that you can consider if this is something you'd like to do, I'd like to offer a little bit of explanation on these additional eight, three precepts. The important thing about these additional three precepts is that they are an opportunity, if it suits you, to support your practice with some additional renunciation. These are not, it doesn't mean if you do this that your practice, that it's better in some way or that you should or that if you were advanced enough you would do it. It's not like that. Each of us makes a, can make a choice of what allows us to support our practice. What is useful? And some people find this taking these additional precepts to be very supportive of their practice and you can give it a try you can take the make a commitment and try it if it's unfamiliar to you and the only um, logistical aspect of it is that if you choose to take the eight precepts then we ask that you put your name there's a sign up on the board on the bulletin board in the kitchen and you can indicate there and that helps the cooks in their planning if you decide oh I tried this for a few days this is not for me you can scratch it out sit with yourself say I'm letting go of these eight precepts it's not supportive for me I'm going to go back to five you could even take your sheet and chant quietly to yourself in your mind and come back to five precepts. This is not an all or nothing and forever commitment. I'll say a little bit about these three. The one that has the most distinct effect is the sixth, which says to not eat at inappropriate times. That's very strong language. It comes from the monks and nuns of the Buddha's time that they it was part of their commitment vows, part of their monastic vows to not eat after the noonday meal. So when we take this, we're also making that commitment to not eat solid food after the noonday meal. And in some ways we're stepping into the that monastic tradition, going with that. So the vow itself, not eating basically after lunch, there's some things that will be set out that are considered allowables. And you'll see off to the side in the dining room, if you haven't already, that there's a place where it says eight precepts. 
And during the dinner time and after, I'm not sure how long. At some point we'll try to, uh, maybe we can indicate on the sign down on the bulletin board. But there's sometimes juice available or um, ginger isn't allowable. If you see it there, then you can help yourself if you're on eight precepts. If you're not on eight precepts, even when there's chocolate, you need to leave it for the eight precepts people. So you can think about that. Some people find that letting go of the evening meal, that it allows them to have more energy and less be less distracted towards the end of the day. Some people find if they give up the meal, their energy completely flags. And in that case, it's not useful for you. And then the seventh precept is one, it it's, talks about giving up dancing, singing, music, and unseemly shows. I don't think you're going to have a problem with any of those. And nor the use of garlands, perfumes. And I don't think you're going to have a problem with garlands or perfumes. But what's important is the underlying intention for this. It, the idea is to, to let go of a orientation of beautifying and entertaining the self. It's a way of letting go of this the me. It's just one of many ways of letting go of the me orientation. Some people, when they take this, or even if they don't, choose to like put a cloth over the mirror in their room as a way of letting go. Other people find looking in the mirror and having that reflecting back to them very useful. But you can that's something you could play with whether you take the precept or not. But if you do take the precept, it's often interpreted as letting go of jewelry, um, sort of extra, you know, like makeup, things that are intended to beautify. So that's the seventh. And then the eight is to refrain from the use of high and luxurious seats and beds. You do not need to consider the bed in your room a luxurious bed. It's a simple bed. You don't need to do anything extreme. And they're For better or worse, there are no luxurious chairs available to you. So this one in its literal form is very easy. But what it's pointing to is this letting go of the yearning for something luxuriant. Letting go of a kind of wanting to coddle ourselves. And showing up for our practice, prioritizing the clarity and the willingness and Letting go, letting go, and the urge for sensual pleasure. So these are the additional precepts. So now just take a moment if you're considering taking the eight precepts and just see how that feels for you, if you something you'd like to do. And now we'll chant the refuges and precepts. And if you're just taking five, you just stop at the fifth one. We'll chant it all together. And the sixth, seventh, and eighth, because they're kind of 
a little bit long and complicated, Kamala is going to lead us in them in call and response. So if you are doing six, seven, and eight, there'll be call and response. If you're not, you can just be quiet during that period. And then we'll all come back together for the ending, the Edam. Me salam. So I want to check my mic now, too. Uh, yeah. Hearing me now? Okay. Seems like I have to hold it here. So we'll chant together first until we get to the sixth one, and then I'll do call and response at that time. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Buddhang saranangachami, dhammam saranangachami, sangang saranangachami, dutiampi buddhang saranangachami, dutiampi dhammam saranangachami, Dutiampi sangang saranangachami. Tatiampi buddhang saranangachami. Tatiampi dhammam saranangachami. Tatiampi sangang saranangachami. Panati pata where amani sikapadang samadhi ami adina dana where amani sikapadang samadhi ami abrahmacharya where amani sikapadang samadhi ami musawada where amani sikapadang samadhi ami Sura Meraya Majapamada Tana, where Amani Sikapadang Samadiyami. We Kala Bojana, we Kala Bojana, where Amani, where Amani Sikapadang Sikapadang Samadiyami Samadiyami. Nacha gita, nacha gita, wadita, wadita, visukadasana, visukadasana, malaganda, malaganda, vilepana, vilepana, darana, darana, mandana, mandana, vibhusanatana, vibhusanatana, where Amani, where Amani, Sikapadang, Sikapadang, Samadhyami. Ucha Sayana, Ucha Sayana, Maha Sayana, Maha Sayana. Where Amani, where Amani, Sikapadang, Sikapadang, Samadhyami, Samadhyami. 
And now the last line. Idang me silang maga palanyanasa pachayo ho tu. So continuing with our practice this morning, we're going to begin to include the body, the sensations of the body this morning. And you can do this in a number of different ways. You could stay primarily with the breath and let yourself or your primary anchor and let yourself rest there. And then if a strong sensation comes up in the body, you might move towards that and acknowledge it. And that strong sensation could be one that's pleasant, just being with the pleasant feeling of the breath, or it could be a difficulty in the body that you want to investigate a little bit more. And then you might just return to the breath after you've familiarized with yourself with it and know it's there, and then coming to the breath. Or you may decide to begin to include the body a little more fully. It could be that as you breathe and you sense the body breathing, that you also include the larger field of the body. And then when something comes up strongly, you attend to it more with more intimacy. Or you may even explore the body as we did the breath yesterday, noticing the different sensations as they arise, being aware of the pleasantness or the less or the neutral or the unpleasant quality. And then the particulars, the density, the temperature, the qualities of vibration or fluidity, whatever is there. The important aspect, wherever you put your attention, if you stay on the breath or you begin to include the body in a way that works for you, the important aspect is this contacting your experience, the sensations of the breath or the body, contacting it fully and letting yourself linger with it. Letting yourself draw out so there's a sustaining quality to the contact. So to begin with, just to situate ourselves and make a little bit more contact with the body, I'm going to lead us very briefly through a body scan. And this could be modified however it works for you. We'll just do that and then we'll come back to the primary anchor. So feeling yourself sitting there, feel your contact with the ground, sense the whole of the body.
Then allowing your attention to come to your feet. Noticing the difference between what the sensations are that you may be feeling in your toes and in your feet. Notice the direct experience over your image or idea of the feet. Notice that there might be a little story or an idea of what the sensations or shape should be and let that go. And then notice what you feel directly. Perhaps there's a little bit of pressure. Perhaps you're aware of warmth or cool. Perhaps you notice that it's hard for you to sense anything in particular in your feet. It's very neutral. And you can notice that as well. Notice if different areas of your feet feel different. Does one foot have stronger sensations available to you than the other? And then come up to the ankles. Perhaps here you might feel, depending on how you're sitting, that there might be a sense of stretch on one side, a sort of opening or pulling, or there might be some contraction. There might be pressure. Or again, there just might be a simplicity, a neutrality to what's there. Let yourself rub up against whatever you notice. Not needing it to be different, more or less. Coming up to your lower legs. Each area and exploration, what can I sense here? As you do this, you might notice, particularly as we get to some of the larger areas of our body, you might notice with your attention there's a natural relaxation the muscles start to relax as if our attention brings a kind of stillness and spaciousness. Sometimes there might just be a kind of draining away of the tension as you attend to the particular area. Bringing your attention up to your knees.
and then to your upper legs. Perhaps noticing the muscles at the front of the leg, the quadriceps. Noticing the hamstrings. Can you feel all the way into the bones? Letting yourself now feel the connection of the legs to the hips, feeling that joint in the groin and on the outside and deep inside. And as you do this, there might be some relaxation again as this softens. And then coming to the lower torso, to the pelvic area, feeling the front, feeling the base of the body, the contact of the base of your body with the cushion, with the chair. Noticing the buttock area, these large glute muscles. And as you feel the whole lower torso, see if you can allow it to soften, feeling deep inside. You might start to notice the slight movement of breath. And then coming into the mid-torso area. Feeling all the way around. Feeling into the back body. Letting your attention come up along the spine, feeling along the back, on the inside and the outside. Feeling the area of the shoulder blades. Perhaps again, a softening. Feeling the mid region of the diaphragm and the chest. 
feeling up around the shoulder girdle. Noticing here again that there might be a softening in the shoulders. Noticing the breath coming and going. Letting your attention flow down the arms. Notice how your arms are settled. Notice how the how your hands and arms might be supported or how they might be hanging. Pressure, the energy of them. Feeling your hands. The contact of your hands with air, with each other or as they rest. And then feeling up to the base of the neck and into the neck, feeling along the back of the neck, up into the head. Feel all the way around the scalp. Letting your attention come to the forehead and eyes. Perhaps a softening here. Perhaps if there is a softening, do you notice a ripple effect into the rest of your body? Sensing the jaw. Perhaps even inviting the brain, the inside to soften. May my mind relax. Just an invitation. And then once again, feeling the whole of the body sitting here. Now allowing your attention to come to your primary anchor, the breath. breath. or whatever your primary anchor is. Or coming now to your practice as supports you if it's different than that. But now with this full coming to the full sense of the body 
But with this primary attention, letting the body perhaps be a little more in the background or a little fuller as feels appropriate to you. And if you notice yourself getting pulled off into thought or an emotion arises, see if you can come back to the shift and change that occurs in your body. Rest with that for a while, investigate, be curious about it. Making contact, sustaining, and then as it passes, as the interest in it perhaps wanes or the strength of the physical sensations diminishes, you can return again to your primary practice.
So you may be choosing to cultivate embodiment in your practice, and that could take many different forms. It could be that when you sit, you begin with a brief body scan, much briefer than we did, or however long feels right to you, or just sensing the whole of your body sitting here. And then as you continue in your practice, you might, as you get lost in thinking, see if you can come back and sense the body response. You'll notice the strong connection between thoughts and body and feel what's arising, what's it like here. Or you can use a body scan to re-anchor into the body and then return to the breath. And we'll go into more detailed explanation also about working more directly with emotions. But you can always come into the body and sense what's here. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.